0: This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain
1: idea was around 91, the same idea of, in a digital world, we need verifiable documents.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MarketScale Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Make sure that you're heading to marketscale.com slash industries for um, previous and upcoming episodes, and also make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's probably going to be the best place to get pinged updates on new episodes and to listen to a full repository of previous ones. So on today's episode, we're getting an eagle-eye view of vertical takeoff and landing technology, or VTOL VTOL tech. With limitless defense, intelligence, reconnaissance, inspection, and mapping applications, the market for vertical takeoff and landing technology is in a good place. However, issues always persist as the applications become more demanding. So, today we're breaking down the issue of fan propulsion for vertical takeoff and landing platforms, how they impact VTOL applications, and what a complex and compromising fan propulsion solution looks like in practice. I'm pleased to get the insights from Mr. Daniel Schubler. He's the founder and CEO of Schubler Technologies for today's episode, and he's given us the full breakdown of Outlook for Vertical Takeoff and Landing Technology. Daniel, great to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah,
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks uh, for the introduction, Daniel. I'm happy uh, to speak a little bit about the topic here.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one that, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, technical specifics we're going to need to break down, and it's also going to be... Interesting to get a better sense for how companies like Schubler Technologies are looking to solve some of these issues with vertical takeoff and landing tech. Uh, So why don't we start with a brief history of this technology? Could you uh, connect the dots for us a little bit and break down the evolution of vertical takeoff and landing technology and how we've landed at its current iterations and its current challenges today?
1: Yes, sure. No problem about that. So... VTOL is is a very famous word in these days with, with all these startups in transportation and, and air taxi market, but it has been around since people think about flying platforms or aviation itself. Um, VTOL means vertical takeoff or landing. So that means if you if you have a flying machine uh, you normally need to have a huge infrastructure to land it, like classical airplanes lead, need a long strip, like two kilometers, to come down, and that's that's very costly, and uh, yeah, it, it limits the, the applications which you have. So people always were always looking into a vertical takeoff or landing, and at the same try at the same time trying to to keep the performance. of the the aircraft as good as possible. Um, After World War II, uh, people succeeded, like pioneers like Sikorsky succeeded in coming up with the helicopter. And since today, that's maybe the most successful uh, concept for a VTOL airframe. Um, Helicopters are really perfect in uh, the vertical takeoff or landing tasks. They can hover for a very long time but still are limited in forward flight with regards to uh, speed and and range and payload as well. Um, So there are not so many examples of really successful VTOL platforms in the past. Uh, I could name two. One is the Harrier. That's the only VTOL jet which entered into a service for a longer time. And uh, that jet can hover for a long time without overheating, without, overme- without mechanical issues. But at the same time, burning a hell lot of fuel because it is hovering on a jet engine with a very high exhaust velocity. And uh, it's quite fast in forward flight. That's the big advantage of that one. The other um, successful example is the Osprey. That's a mix of an airplane and a helicopter. And that's maybe the kind of VTOL we are looking at. So the Osprey is good in hovering. It's, I would say it's better in forward flight than a helicopter. And it, it's quite modern. It's, it's around since, since a few years only. And it's the second uh, successful example for a VTOL application. Um, in these days, uh, looking besides man aviation, manned aviation, uh, there are many, many companies coming up, aiming to to build, a, let's say, a successful or powerful or competitive VTOL platform for uh, transporting goods or for transporting people. This is the, the air taxi uh,
0: industry, which is coming up. So it sounds like the need for scalable and quality VTOL continues to grow, uh, especially like you said, with the the growing vision for air transit in major cities and metroplexes. How is that broader air taxi project impacting VTOL production and innovation? Because that seems to be the one that is capturing uh, most public attention with the future of this technology and uh, some of the challenges of getting it to scale as well and accessible to a broader population. So, yeah, how is that project impacting uh, production, innovation, outlook on VTOL in general? Yeah,
1: um, you're right about that. This part of VTOL uh, catches most attention in these days. The other examples uh, I brought are mainly uh, restricted to military um, uh, aviation. So um, with this idea of transporting goods or people over uh, a short range and at the same time being able to uh, take off and land vertically, um, many startups and new companies are coming up to work on this uh, idea. Um, there are new technologies which make it possible. So there are key technologies. F- first thing is, the, uh, of course, uh, the new autopilots which are available. Then it's um, lightweight design. So people uh, are able to work with uh, lightweight components like carbon fiber, composite structures, in small workshops. Um, And the next thing is electric propulsion, which is uh, available in a better quality than ever before in these days. And if you combine these technologies, uh, it is definitely allowed to to think and dream about very nice VTOL uh, platforms. Um, So what, what you can see really often is that people take the idea of distributed propulsion, which was uh, researched by NASA and other institutes, and then they combine it with uh, propulsion systems, which fulfill safety aspects. And these are shrouded propellers, or also we can call it also fan systems, fan propulsion systems. And then, of course, in the vast majority of cases, um, these ideas are electrically driven. so to be honest, there are many very interesting designs on the market. Most, In most cases, uh, these are like PowerPoint designs, which are not existent in real life. Uh, there are many, many really innovative ideas in these designs, um, but they are made without covering all aspects of aerodynamic propulsion.
0: And then what are your thoughts on how soon... Um, just a broader vision for air taxi at scale. Uh, you know, when is that going to make it to some of the major metropolitan areas in the United States or across the world? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, then we need to differentiate uh, between transporting people or uh, important goods, uh, like medicine or blood or whatever. Um, I would say transporting people. Uh, goes toge- goes always together with uh, regulation efforts that's that's very costly and immediately you are in the you, you mix your, your innovative startup with a very traditional with with a very traditional industry uh, like today's aviation industry so uh, the costs are gonna be high um, because of all the safety aspects and regulations um, for transportation of goods, I personally see things more positive. Uh, first, uh, the airframe uh, can be smaller, which means you, it's, it's easier to succeed with a smaller budget. And then if you go away from urban areas into areas where you can fly without bigger safety concerns, um, I see a big chance for such for such platforms.
0: So a major challenge that I know Schubler Technologies is tackling and something that uh, you and the team have you've spent a lot of time uh, really looking to solve is perfecting fan propulsion technology and systems for fan propulsion on VTOL platforms. So could you give us some context on what the main challenge is for a modern fan propulsion system and how it's impacting VTOL applications at scale?
1: Yeah, so the the biggest challenge is for a VTOL vehicle uh, in general is the big, big contrast between hovering and fast forward flight. Um, So um, it is known in, let's say, traditional aeropropulsion institutes and also the the companies who build uh, aeropropulsion systems, how uh, how these things work together or let's say how they, how they do not work together and what could be done to overcome the problems. Um, there is on one side the need for hovering where you have to catch a huge amount of air and accelerate it to a lower speed which generates a very high thrust at a very low power. So that means you can hover uh, for a certain time in your landing and, and takeoff phase. And at the same time, completely contrary to that, in fast forward flight, you need to catch a much smaller amount of air and accelerate it to a high speed. And that exhaust airstream uh, should be faster than the, than the vehicle going itself, because only in that case you can generate a dynamic thrust. And if you, well, let's say, like, would independently design a fan uh, propulsion system for one case, and at the same time for the other case, they would look completely different. And for hovering, you would uh, design something like a disc with a high diameter. And for fast forward flight, it's more looking like a longer tube, lower diameter, um, more blades, higher pressure ratio, and and generating a fast exhaust airstream. So the real challenge is to bring both things together. Um, and at the moment, it seems that this is known, like I said, in traditional aerospace propulsion institutes and in the universities. But it's not known in all the startups, and I can see s- startups going through this learning curve by really spending hundreds of millions of dollars uh, just just to find out uh, that in the end they have to live with a compromise. And uh, that they need to to work on this compromise and that they need to work on smart technologies which help to combining the both contrary cases.
0: When was this major challenge for um, expanding fan propulsion on VTOL platforms really discovered? When was it noted that this was something that needed to be solved and how did that inform uh, Schubler Technologies' approach to finding a solution?
1: I think very early,
0: it it started uh,
1: really long ago uh, with this idea of of vertical takeoff. Um, The challenge was there when the Harrier was designed, the challenge was there when the Osprey was designed. So it's around for, for a very long, long time. And physically, it's exactly the same challenge which, which you have to overcome when you do like kind of a modern air taxi or air transportation system with electric fans. Still the same
0: physics. And have you seen any specific applications as of late for VTOL technology uh, create new or maybe more complex fan propulsion challenges, uh, namely maybe some of those air taxi projects or um, and any other at-scale vertical takeoff and landing um, projects, just in general, have they created or amplified new fan propulsion challenges?
1: Um, so the, the challenge or the, the basic problem is still the same, uh, looking, right. looking from an aerodynamic perspective. but
0: Right, because the, the science doesn't the change. Science, the right. science
1: doesn't change. Nobody can change the physics. Um, but there is there's maybe a new combination or a new mix of technologies coming up. Um, so, uh, if you let's say uh, if you want to hover for a long time, and you do this electrically, you also have to deal with with a very robust, and also a thermally robust uh, fan propulsion system. Um, overheating uh, is definitely a big problem, so that's that's an addition to the challenge, and. Um, also, honestly, what I, what I often see, if, if a startup comes up with a prototype, so goes really into this stage and I can at the moment only see two, one is more military and one is more civilian from, from Europe. Um, these projects are completely optimized for the hovering uh, task. So people seem to have solved this from an aerodynamic point of view, also from a thermal point of view. So that seems to work, but the big, big challenge then uh, comes later where this airframe with this kind of propulsion system has go into a fast forward uh, horizontal flight. So uh, physically, uh, it's it's still the same kind of problem. And uh, at the same time, we have to deal with some overheating problems in the electric motors. Also um, battery power density is is a big issue. So um, with today's battery uh, technologies, I don't see the, um, yeah, let's say very ambitious goals for range and speed being
0: fulfilled. I wanna highlight as we move on to the next chunk of topics here that Schubler has a pretty solid use case for solving this issue of finding a propulsion system that can fulfill hovering and Fast Forward Flight at the same time, working with the DHL Packet Copter 3.0. I want to unpack that project a little bit and get some more insight on the technical specifics and the project specifics. So how did you approach designing and implementing that propulsion system? And what were some of the key takeaways from that project for the bigger challenge of fan propulsion that the entire industry is looking to solve yeah, so that that project is already quite some time ago. That's about five years ago. Um,
1: yeah, so uh, again, the same problem. Uh, you need to hover. Uh, you have your payload requirements. Um, also for the DHL project, we were a little bit restricted on the airframe design because the airframe design was taken from another R&D project. And um, then the customer DHL came up with the idea of a task to go up the mountain to the Winkelmoos Alm and and going back again. So um, we we had a propeller design at that time, which which was good for hovering. Again, the same kind of story. You concentrate on hovering first because that's that's where you can do your first flight tests and where you can select, uh, collect your first success. But for this project, we had to redesign and optimize the propeller also for uh, fast forward flight. So the airframe was not too fast between 60 and 80 kilometers per hour, not faster than that. Um, But still, um, the the propeller had to be changed a lot to uh, fulfill this kind of speed with an acceptable efficiency. also, the, we we ran into the same kind of issue which we said, which I said before. We had overheating motors in um, in hovering, um, which just comes from the fact that hover the hovering phase is quite power demanding. So we had to come up with a completely new motor design at that time, which was really innovative at that time. Everybody. Was working with uh, outrunner motors, we switched that to an inrunner with a very sophisticated cooling concept and uh, succeeded quite well. So, um, I would say we succeeded in, in understanding the aerodynamic physics behind the task. And at the same time, we were able to come up with a tangible solution which, which was really good enough um, to, to work in the field for, for many months.
0: So let's say that we're looking to launch a new VTOL project and um, and these challenges are the same ones that are persisting. What are the consequences in efficiency, machine durability, and ROI if uh, you know, this, uh, this compromise for fan propulsion isn't met? Just a, a broader blend of finding how to fulfill hovering and fast forward flight at scale and at size. How can that impact the quality of a VTOL application? Uh, yeah, go ahead and break that down in uh, you know, terms of efficiency, durability, ROI, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, that's maybe a question how you, <clears throat> how you approach your project. Um, I, I see companies doing it a little bit with, uh, with starting with a kind of an enthusiastic idea. Uh, great. Airframe designs, the airframe counts in two because you need to make something which is light and at the same time has very little drag. And that all looks good, but um, the approaches are often kind of try and error. Um, and I would say we can, we can bring in kind of a systematic approach um, being able to predict the performance of such a platform. So, how long can it hover? How how fast can it fly? How far can it go? Uh, with with today's technologies, and uh, with this with this approach, uh, making sure that of course there is well, there is a point where you reach your uh, ROI, and and not end into a big failure. Uh, my concern is that many of these uh, startups come up with with really cool ideas there's a lot of a lot of things to learn for sure but at the same time disappear because um, the project just didn't work out um, as intended so um, with our experience we can bring a systematic approach to avoid such kind of a situation
0: What is your uh, business advice for those companies then that, um, you know, need to meet those fan propulsion needs, but maybe are unsure where to start or how capital investment uh, might impact their business and the services they can provide? I would say understand the physics
1: of aeropropulsion and calculate first. Try to build a solid foundation of calculations and try to understand the task in depth and then start from there.
0: So since Schubler Technologies has been uh, really dedicating themselves to solving uh, these issues with fan propulsion and VTOL at scale. is there any work on the back end to take this expertise and then create an industry standard around efficient fan propulsion systems for VTOL applications using some of the methodologies um, and the uh, technologies that Schubler is working on? Uh, or is that something that Schubler is looking to differentiate with and, um, you know, potentially lead the industry with? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah.
1: Um... At the moment, I cannot really see kind of an industry standard in fan propulsion coming up. Um, There are very, very few companies in the field working on this kind of propulsion systems. So you can see a lot of uh, companies working in the hobby industry on fan propulsion, but that's really a different level of work. And uh, the product is just not good enough to fulfill the tasks. Um, so there's no standard. Um, besides, Schübler I can only name one, maybe two companies who work uh, with a really serious background in electric fan propulsion systems. And these one or two companies are working on their own tailored solutions for their own kind of air transportation project. So I think it's fair to say that Schübler is the only one in the market uh, who offers a wide product range at uh, a very high technology level. Uh, product range uh, currently goes from a few hundred watts to 17 to 18 kilowatts per fan at the moment. And um, we believe in the uh, constant innovation which we bring into our, photo, uh, into our product range. And uh, if startups select one of our um, standard fans going together with, with a service which we pro- provide in uh, aerodynamic integration into their airframes, they have a very good solution to go for at a very reasonable budget.
0: And then what are your thoughts for the future of quality uh, vertical takeoff and landing technology and refined fan propulsion at scale? Uh, what do you think is on the horizon? How is Schubler continuing to uh, refine the technology for future applications? And uh, you know, what are some uh, potential applications that you think might uh, chart the course for the future of the technology?
1: Yeah, so we we work in parallel on a few work streams. Um, some of them are related to robustness of the, of the fan systems, that is thermal robustness and mechanical robustness. We always look at the rotating components to make them thermally more robust. At the same time, try to dissipate less heat, uh, increase the efficiency of the motor, and, but also working on the mechanical robustness of the aero rotor. Um, then we have learned that there is a big uh, contrast between hovering and fast forward flight. So um, a successful VTOL platform always have to live with the best compromise between both cases. Um, but there's, there's other things to do. Um, uh, for example, looking into smart technologies which uh, reduce the compromise, so which bring hovering and fast forward flight closer together and that could be for example variable pitch, variable nozzles or which is very interesting and which which hasn't been done uh, before in in aviation and that is differentiating between dedicated hovering uh, propulsion systems and uh, dedicated propulsion systems for fast forward flight. That's a thing which is coming up at the moment. And that's uh, that's where we are looking at as well.
0: All right, Daniel Schubler, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and giving us this breakdown of the current state of vertical takeoff and landing technology and what's on the horizon. Again, we've been chatting with Daniel Schubler, founder and CEO of Schubler Technologies. Daniel, if people want to find out a little bit more about Schubler Technologies, uh, some of your work with vertical takeoff and landing technology, uh, or just some information on your services, where can they go to find out more info?
1: Yeah, you can go to uh, www.schublertechnologies.com. That's a website dedicated to our industry projects. Uh, We show a little bit of information there what kind of R&D expertise we have to offer. Uh, We consider offering this R&D expertise to other customers as well, as long as the project idea um, and the the budget is is right for us so that we have the chance to work seriously on a challenging task. And then there is the other website, which is schubler-jets.com. And there you can see uh, from fan units, which are... Made for the um, hobby industry, um, to um, likes of the HST fan line, which are made for professional use cases. You can see the whole product range there.
0: Perfect, Daniel Schubler. Thank you again for your time, and looking forward to chatting again in the future.
1: Yep. Thanks for hosting the podcast, Daniel.
0: And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Market Scale Technology Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you go to marketscale.com industries. There you'll find previous podcasts, articles, and video content, not just from our software and technology vertical, but from a variety of different B2B verticals. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can subscribe there as well, and make sure to leave a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content.